Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on many popular podcast hosting sites, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and at www.vhha.com. You can also hear episodes of the podcast each Saturday at noon on WJFN 100.5 FM in the Richmond area. Send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that is pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Today, we are joined by Jay Pham, a fourth-year medical student at Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine. He's a married father of five who immigrated to the U.S. as a child, was a small business owner, and then moved cross-country as an adult family man to start medical school in Richmond. We'll discuss all that in a moment, but first, welcome to the program, Jay. Thank you very much, Julian. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. So let's paint a picture for listeners, Jay. Your parents and siblings immigrated to the U.S. from Vietnam when you were 10. You were an entrepreneur in Seattle where you owned nail salons, but you scaled back your businesses after the Great Recession. You went on to earn an undergraduate degree from the University of Washington in 2012 and then began your studies at VCU School of Medicine in 2016 as a 34-year-old married father of five. And I'm just going to tell you, Jay, it makes me tired just saying all that. So I have to ask, how have you managed all that change while balancing a busy home life and a demanding medical school schedule for the past several years? So I think I approached this just like a job. My wife and I, we had to compartmentize different part of our life and make sure that each things are done to the best ability. And it's a teamwork between her and I. And it's also a cooperation between us two and the children as well, thus allowing us to be able to, uh, like I said, to the best of our ability. It's difficult, I think, when someone finds himself in this situation and with good support from everyone, from the school, from family, from friends, from everyone. It worked out in the end. Well, that's good to hear, and I appreciate you sharing that with me. Let me ask you, you mentioned uh, your children, and I know you have five. What are their ages, and how many boys and how many girls? Okay, so uh, the five... The oldest one is a boy. He's 16 years old. Then next is uh, my daughter. She's 14. And the next one is a son. He's 13. And then another daughter. She is going to be nine pretty soon. And then I have a three-year-old. The three-year-old, he was uh, a month old when I matriculated into the School of Medicine. Wow. So starting medical school with a newborn, that is uh, quite a feat. I will tell you, I'm also from a family of five siblings. So, Jay, one of the reasons that we wanted to chat with you today is that you received some welcome news recently. You'll be staying in Richmond to complete your residency at VCU Health and MCV in the Department of Radiology. This was your preference and your first choice. You learned this on match day, which is when medical students find out where they will complete their residency. For you and thousands of other medical students this year, your match day was virtual due to social distancing during the COVID-19 pandemic. And so even though that was an unexpected wrinkle about how your match day unfolded, what were your emotions and reaction like when you found out that you and your family will get to remain in Richmond? So my emotion, there there are many emotions that day. And all of it come down to just being happy, being so grateful that I have this opportunity. I mentioned someone in the past who asked me the same question, although I know of other match days in the past and it's different from this match day but this is the only match day that I have so therefore 
it, it doesn't take anything away from it. It doesn't take away my hard work. It doesn't take away the work that my wife and my children, the mentorship from my mentors, from my faculty at school and at the hospital. It, it doesn't take away any of that and our accomplishment, even though we don't have the same recognition as in the past. But I feel it's still a monumental milestone in my life and all the other students' life. And I think we're just grateful that we're part of this healthcare team. And to see our seniors on front lines right now is just an extra part of motivation. And myself and I speak for other students as well. We're, we want to go to work right away. But, you know, we have to go through orientation and training. It just inspires us to a new level. Well, that's good to hear. And that's also really great perspective. As you said, even though the circumstances are unusual, nothing diminishes the hard work that you and all of the other fourth year medical students put in to get to this point. That's really good perspective. A moment ago, we discussed your demanding school and family schedule. In the rundown I shared, I didn't mention that you also volunteer with the Crossover Healthcare Ministry and that you have served as a tutor in the Pre-Medical Graduate Science Certificate Program. That's a program that you completed before beginning medical school. So again, I say, where do you find all the time, Jay? But all kidding aside, tell me about those programs and why that work is also important to you. So when we enter school, the VCU School of Medicine, one of the things that the, the Dean of Admissions stressed to us is this component of community service, this altruistic activities that we need to carry ourselves. And I did that as part of the requirement to get in medical school, but to me, it's also important. So as a medical student, whatever time I have, say, instead of doing a hobby, I will go to crossover or I will tutor students as they need uh, because those kind of uh, service is important to me to be able to give back to the community to be able to give back to the program the cert program that got me to medical school is important for me the theme of giving back theme of service is important and it's something that i promised myself that i will continue to do as a resident and going on forward once I finish residency as well. Well, that's great to hear that you've got that dedication to philanthropy and giving back to the community. Let's talk a little bit about your specialty in radiology. As I understand it, Jay, that's actually inspired by an experience much earlier in your life. Tell me about that, if you would. So when I was younger in Vietnam, tuberculosis is a major public health. And my father, part of the regiment, the United States government, have for our family to come over to the United States is to make sure that Vietnamese immigrants, whoever had TB, acted to be, must be treated. And I remember going with him to the hospital, and it'll be a long trip from our village to Saigon. It will take about four hours one way. And I remember the first time I seen a chest x-ray, and I remember how amazing this technology that let me inside my father's body. And throughout school, I was always interested in physics and math and physical sciences. So how I am as a learner, I like to understand things mechanistically. The, the, the technology part of radiology interests me. And then the medicine part of radiology also interests me to the point where as a radiologist, we have to know whole body anatomy, whole body pathology. We don't get to forget anything. The way that we gather information uh, by using the scanners is very objective. It doesn't discriminate or give prejudice to the patient height, weight, gender, or anything. The same setting on the machine will most likely get two patients same result. You know, given that there's limitation, but we know those limitations and we can correct for that. And so, how the medicine and myself 
personality, it just match. I feel this is a field where I can be happy going to work every day. And especially the people at VCU in radiology, I have got to know over the past two, three years. And these are people that I can see myself being involved and being around with for many years to come. Well, that's really interesting how you describe the uniformity of the equipment that you use and the results it produces and how that appeals to you. It's interesting to hear. Before we go, Jay, I'd like to ask you a few more quirky questions to give people a bit of a sense of who you are beyond the work you do. And here's the first one. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given and why is it important in your life? The best piece of advice my father gave me, he said to try to do things right the first time around because when we have to fix our mistakes, it gets messier. It's more difficult to fix our mistakes. However, if you do make a mistake, don't let that mistake define who you are as a person. Rather, use it as a strength. And I think I've done that. I've taken his advice and made a lot of my mistakes into my strength and be able to move forward and don't let those mistakes define who I am as a person. Don't cut corners and learn from your mistakes are both great pieces of advice. Next, Jay, in the imaginary hypothetical scenario that you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Oh, last meal. Difficult. But I would say Vietnamese crepe. My mother would make this Vietnamese crepe on special occasion. It will bring the whole family together. It's a simple uh, crepe as we know it, but the inside is with meat and vegetable filling, and we eat it with fish sauce. It's a very simple dish, but I think the sight, the smell, the taste brings back a lot of memories. I would definitely have that as my last meal, although I don't hope to be on death row anytime soon. That's why we said it was a hypothetical scenario. We don't anticipate that happening, but just the setup for the question. But I will say that that sounds really tasty. And since it's around lunchtime and I haven't eaten lunch yet, I, I wish I had one of those crepes right now. So to close, um, the question that we ask all our guests on the VHHA Patients Come First podcast, Jay, the question is this. If you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one movie, and one album would you want with you? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what one book, one movie, and one album would be in your personal survival kit? Oh, there's so many books I would bring, but I think if I were to have only one book... I would bring The Souls of Black Folks by W.E. Du Bois. One movie would be uh, Up, uh, the animation. Mm -hmm. My name is Russell, and I am a wilderness explorer in Tribe 54, Sweat Lodge 12. Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? Uh, and one album would be the album that I listen to pretty much every morning, be from Evanescence, her first album, Fallen. I remember that had its heyday. That was sort of turn of the century, early 2000s, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, mm -hmm. 2003. Favorite song in there would be Bring Me to Life. I remember I would listen to that song on a test day, blast that music up really loud to get myself in the mood. I can imagine that it gets up rare and to go to take a tough test. So I appreciate you sharing all of those deserted island picks with us. And with that, that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. 
If you like what you heard, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We would like to thank our guest, Jay Pham, who is going into the Department of Radiology Residency Program at VCU Health and MCV for being with us today. Thanks, Jay. Thank you very much. 